All right, well, welcome back to Noob School. Today I've got a good friend going back a long time, David Wyatt from Wyatt Law. He's got his own law firm, and uh, he does uh, a lot of specialization now in entertainment law and in sports as well. So I thought it'd be very interesting to hear from David how he built his law firm, how he, how he chose law, and then how he decided to make a specialty out of sports and entertainment. So welcome aboard, David. It's an honor to be here, John. Thank you for having me on Noob School. This You're welcome, is awesome. man. You're welcome. You have been not only a good friend, but you've been quite a fan of the Noob School. I am. I am a fan. I mean, when I went to see you to talk about, we were talking about this podcast or something, and man, you had the book out, and it was all like, you had little notes in it and everything. You really read it. I did read it. Well, I mean, first of all, let me just say, I'm a little bit starstruck because, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, right. I have been following your career, and, and you have helped shepherd a lot of friends of mine who I respect a lot. And yeah. Their respect for you is, is, is legend. Yeah. And so when I saw you were putting your book out, I was like, man, I need some help in sales. And it was great. It yeah. was good. So, yeah. Well, I, thanks for saying that. We all need help in sales. Me too. I'm always working on trying to find something to do better. But, yeah, you, a lot of those people that you went to school with at Clemson, we hired on as salespeople at our company data stream and Todd Lorbach, obviously one of your good friends yep. who, who did that. Uh, he's one of the few that has not been on the podcast yet. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. He just won't. He won't he's elusive. Do. Yeah. He's, he is elusive. He is elusive. He lives in Portland. That, that doesn't help his chances no, either, but um, <laughs> when he gets back here, that'll be good. You know, Todd was, uh, I think I've talked about it before, but <clears throat> Todd followed the formula of, of literally, I'm just going to outwork everyone. He would get in earlier, he would skip lunch, he would stay late, he would make twice as many calls. And it was just amazing how fortune followed that work ethic. You know, not a lot of people want to sign up for that play, but that's a pretty good play. <laughs> that's a <know>? good play. <laughs> yeah. They play to run. Yeah, that's right. It, people don't want to sign up for that, but it's kind of a sure thing. Yeah. Because we, as, as managers, we would see someone working that hard, we'd be like, we got to give this guy a better territory or some mentoring or, you know, something. So it works that way everywhere, doesn't it? Well, I think that is, a, is a, you know, the harder, and my dad used to say, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, but you did go to Clemson, and what did you major in there? I started in engineering. Okay. And, uh, you know, in engineering, I took an econ class. And in econ, you know, they give you um, some credit for making some assumptions. Yeah. And uh, in engineering, they really don't do that. And, uh, and, and it was all stacking up on each other. So after a couple of years of that, I was like, wow, you know, yeah. I'm going to assume that I'm not going to need this engineering degree. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to switch to econ. Okay. So I graduated with the econ. Okay. Had a minor in law. Okay. Yeah. And did you think you would go to law school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But not, not as an engineer, though. Or were you thinking that? Well, you know, I had, I had been... Um, in a lawsuit, I was in a lawsuit uh, mm -hmm. when I was in, in high school. I was in a wreck, mm -hmm. and uh, and local attorney here who was awesome, Paul Foster. He was my uh, lawyer, and of course, my uncle's a lawyer, and he's awesome and it influenced me. But but being in, involved in that wreck, and had, we had to try that thing twice. Mm -hmm. You know, I really it was like, yeah, I like I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. 
sort of being able to go into the courtroom and represent people and champion causes and, and uh, help people out, it was great. And, you know, get a little bit of, of uh, ability to put on a show, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of fun. And anyway, so when I was thinking about school and people were advising me, they said, you know, you go to engineering, number one school in the country at Clemson. If you get in, you can always transfer to something else. And if you want to be a patent attorney, mm -hmm. You gotta, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have that law degree, or you have to have that engineering degree right. to be a member of the patent bar. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I switched out of uh, engineering, I, I was like, well, there goes my patent law practice. So, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's worked out. Still all have right. other ones. It's funny. Um, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer too, mm -hmm. and I majored in political science down in, at Citadel in Charleston. And I was a little, obviously, a little bit older than you are. But I had no clue. One of the reasons I did the Noobs book was I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do, really. And I was frustrated by that. And so I think the book is meant to try to help people figure it out. Figure it out. But I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And I went to see uh, a, a guy down there in real estate who's very successful in Charleston. And he goes, well, he goes, if you don't really want to be a lawyer, he goes, maybe you should be a real estate lawyer. Hmm. and just live in Charleston, and everyone, you know, not everyone, but you know a lot of people in Charleston, you went to school here, be a real estate lawyer, invest on the side, because you crush it. And, of course, he was correct. I mean, he was completely correct. I just had it in my mind I wanted to do something else. But it was, it was interesting. Even though I didn't take that advice, I thought it was very good advice. That's interesting. Good advice. I mean, you were pretty much a baller, uh, you know, at the Citadel. Yeah. That that being uh, grounded down and looking at uh, titles yeah. might have been a little tedious. Good for point. You. That's a good point. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and then after Clemson, you did go to Carolina Law School, South Carolina. That's right. Right. Yep. Now, how did that feel walking on that campus? The enemy. You know, I I, love, I grew up a Gamecock fan. You did? Yeah. Okay, you know, I didn't uh, know that. My mom is a huge Gamecock, and, and uh, she's a huge football fan. She's the biggest football fan in the family. Uh -huh. And so I watched games with her. And the first football game I went to was the Gator Bowl with George Rogers, Oof. you know, faced off against Hugh Green at Pittsburgh. And, uh, and so I was a Gamecock fan. Okay. And, and, of course, I love... I loved the burgundy. I didn't necessarily like the orange, mm -hmm. and um, but you know I, I did have my granddad was a Clemson guy. He was the editor of Taft, you know, and uh, my big brother and sister both went to Clemson undergrad. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned, it was the number one engineering school in the, in yeah. the country. So I went to Clemson and and fell in love with the place. I mm -hmm. mean, it's an awesome place. But when I went to Carolina, you know, again, you got ACC. You got SEC. To me, I was able to distinguish those, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I remember the first football game. I showed up down there at Williams Price outside tailgating, and some of my big Gamecock fans looked at me and they're like, "What are you doing down here?" <laughs> I was like, "Man, I'm a student. I'm coming to cheer. Well, you're not a. You know, you can't do that." And yeah. and, and so it's uh, it's been an interesting. And, and when I started at Leatherwood, uh, sometimes I would pull for the Gamecocks, sometimes I pull for the Tigers. You know, when they played each other. Yeah. Sam Alton, one of my mentors, you know, <laughs> some people called him the tour mentor, yeah. but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But he was like, Wyatt, look, man, you went to Clemson undergrad, you're confusing people out here, quit, you know, confusing <laughs> people. You're pulling for Clemson when, don't act like you're a Gamecock, when they tee off against each other, you're a Clemson. Any other day, you know, I'm okay with you pulling yeah. for the cock. So, yeah. you know, that's my story about the Clemson Carolina, but, you know, wow. I, I, I do find, and I love what's going on 
down there now. So mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah, good. It's a good rivalry. Good. It is good rivalry. It is. It's a good rivalry. Um, pretty pretty healthy, I would say. <laughs> pretty healthy. Sometimes it gets over the top. But. And you, um, <clears throat> you kind of yeah, you ha you had your roots in being a lawyer from your high school experience, and then from your uncle. So you kind of had that exposure to see what it was like. Right. Yeah, and again, that's part of the noobs book. Is I think most people, you know, they very often they go with kind of whatever they get a glimmer of, but they don't see everything, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that people would do better if they saw more more choices. It really is uh, just under, and especially today, you know, careers have changed, and what yeah. can you do? And, yeah, and it's just it's it is. I think you're right. That that new book really does put you on a lot about who you are, self reflection, habits, and exposure to things that you never know. I mean, you got to follow those gifts that uh, you know you've been given, but also the things that you like. Yeah, because if you don't like it, right. Then it's drudge. Right. Yeah. So when I met with you, you were moving, like, like the next day. Where, where's your office now? Well, I've moved twice. Okay. Since then. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, that's right. You were the last appointment that I had at the field house. I'd <laughs> yeah. been in the field house. Those guys were great. Yeah. Uh, David Glenn. and The baseball place. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I had about a 30-day notice to move out, and I found a spot. But my dad has a spot. Uh, you know, my dad runs the Wyatt Institute of Real Estate. Oh, really? So right there, when you're coming in off 385, I yes. tell people he was he was the he was the original tweeter. You know, he he had putting those pithy <laughs> sayings on his <laughs> sign. How long has he been doing that? Well, he's been there for over 50 years, and wow. I don't know how long that sign uh, he's been putting those sayings up there. I do know that uh, Billy Carpenter. Uh, stood up, I think, at one of the city council meetings and said, this is a landmark. So they kind of helped uh, keep that sign there Good. when they were widening the highway. Good. But I'm right across the street from him right now. He's my landlord on One Whitsett Street. Okay, One Whitsett. Okay, I know exactly. Well, that's cool. I did not know that was your dad. Yep. That, that, is a, that is an institution. Um, but one thing about, you know, being a lawyer, I mean, you go to law school and you learn the law in your, in your specialty, um, but when you have your own law firm, you're now a businessman. That's right. right. You're a business owner, and you're in charge of the finances and the taxes and the selling and the marketing and all that stuff. So talk, talk to us about that. Yeah, it, you know, it's uh, one of those things. I grew up with Leatherwood, great law firm, great place to train, and, uh, and then went off into some smaller firms, Dana Mitchell, and, and uh, ended up with my own firm. And you realize that, uh, like you said, you know, no, law school doesn't necessarily teach you how to be a business, a small business. Right. So right. there's the services that you provide um, in the legal field, but and and it's products and services that you can develop and define. <clears throat> and then it's uh, it's a man, it's a matter of really keeping track of all of that to where you, you know, you, you stay in business, you grow, you. You're intentional about things, so you don't get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get overwhelmed yeah. with work, and yeah. you got too much stuff in the house, and right. you can't manage it. So right. it really has been uh, one of those things that, I mean, hey, this Noob Schools book also helps you keep on the focus. And well, good. And, uh, is there any is there any certification or course or anything that a lawyer would take when they're going out on their own? You know, there are courses out there uh, that that you can take, and I have. Um, invested in some of that. I mean, I, I, 
found that uh, book called Traction. Mm -hmm. uh, Gino Wickman yeah. was pretty pretty good at yeah, just helping uh, me figure out the, the the sort of the vision: ten year, three year, one year, yeah. and uh, put it on a quarterly track. So it's uh, it's been very helpful. Good, good, okay. And then you've also <clears throat> lawyer, business owner, also a professor. So you teach as well at, at, what, at what school? I teach at the University of South Carolina School of Law. So at the law school in Columbia, okay. Joe McCullough taught me there, yeah. sports and entertainment yeah. when I was there. And uh, about 15 years ago, he, he asked me to, I started just guest lecturing once a semester. I'd yeah. come and teach sports one, one class and yeah. then uh, entertainment in the fall. And, and he, uh, about 15 years ago, said, why don't you co-teach this with me? Hmm. So it's been fun. It's been great. You know, Good. drive down there on Thursdays. We just, uh, we've got our exam review coming up in, in uh, this month in April, and then they'll take a take-home exam. But, uh, you know, and then sports, sports law next fall, working on hopefully get Lee Steinberg to come in and, nice. and uh, teach him up. But it's, it's great. So have you found... With, with that many classes under your belt where they know you as professor and expert in your field, um, have, you, have you gotten, like, from that network of people, have you gotten any new business? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, being known in the sports and entertainment yeah. world, there's not a lot of sports and entertainment lawyers in South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, when I told folks that I wanted to be a sports an entertainment lawyer, I believe I was in an interview with Sam Outen and uh, Joanna Searle, and they busted out laughing. I mean, just <laughs> busted out laughing, thinking I was kidding. And, you yeah. know, I am one to kid around a little bit, yeah. you know, probably not as much as I used to be, but uh, they could tell I wasn't kidding. You know, I was serious about that. If I was serious about one thing, I was serious about that. And they were like, oh, yes, of course. You know, you can be a sports and entertainment lawyer here in Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> you know, just make sure that you, you get your billable works and you get your billable yes. every year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. so. Um, but, you know, 27 years later, uh, it's worked out pretty well. And, you know, so I think that when you think about sports and entertainment in South Carolina, you, you know, my name does come up pretty frequently. And, have you, well, of course, have you, uh, have you gotten in the, involved with the, is it NIL, NILS, NIL, NIL? The name, image, and likeness. Name, yeah. Uh, tell us about that. What's going on there? Well, uh, I tell you, I um, have heard a lot of folks obviously talk about name, image, and likeness. Everybody from Joe Moglia down there at Coastal Carolina, he's uh, someone who I look to, um, and uh Chance Miller down there at South Carolina came and spoke to our law school class last year, and he, and then we had, uh, of course, uh, uh, Senator Marlon Kempson come in, who was one of the authors of the bill, and he came in, and we, <clears throat> we've, we were chopping it up with the Department of Consumer Affairs because, you know, they enforce all these laws, and mm -hmm. so when they passed the laws, it really changed some things because we were cutting edge here in South Carolina by going out and having our own law, but then we assumed that maybe there was going to be something more restrictive out there. And what happened was the NCAA just kind of abandoned their, um, you know, responsibility and became a <laughs> wild west. And yeah. so actually what happened was because South Carolina had a law in place, it was more restrictive than what the NCAA was like. Well, if your state has a law, great. Otherwise, just figure it out, you uh -huh. know, for your school. And yeah. so... The legislature here in South Carolina went back in and, you know, de 
commissioned that law pretty quickly. I think they left some teeth in there for certain uh, mm -hmm. elements, but it became very confusing, and it still is to this day very confusing, exactly what you're able to do. And so I've been advising some of the businesses in terms of, you know, what, uh, because if you, if you do jeopardize their uh, eligibility, you know, that can be... You can uh, be sued. You can be sued. You, yeah. you can be personally liable. You can be liable to the university if you call somebody their yeah. eligibility. Yeah. And, and uh, in, in certain instances, it, it's criminal. You can go to right. jail. So, yes, I've been involved with that NIL. But it is happening, right? I it mean, is people, what, what is What is just rough numbers? What is the most a player is getting paid in one year? You know, I, I would not be the one to answer that question. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you. I mean, there's... I've heard all kinds of different uh, reports. Uh, more than a million. More than a yeah, million. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. There's, there's a, there are players that are coming in getting paid more than a million dollars uh, that have never played in the college game. and Just a top recruit kind just of. a top recruit, yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I think, first of all, let me just say, name, image, and likeness is, is, is a good way to allow you to profit. I mean, you should be able to profit yeah. off your name. And a lot of these guys aren't going to necessarily even have a collegiate career, but they may be able to parlay some of their uh, brand for, um, you know, to, to make money, to make mm -hmm. a living. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that's been very challenging as an NFL agent and a sports agent over the years is to try to help folks that have a lot of talent but not necessarily a lot of economic resources. And then they're restricted in what they can earn. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's been really a challenge for them. So, and I think that, you know, this being in sales, people are more motivated by the fear of loss than they are gain. Yeah. And so I see this name, image, likeness, and we talk to a lot of the younger folks and try to encourage them to look at themselves as a brand. You are building a brand, whether you're a middle schooler these days or even an elementary schooler. And so you have a brand and your brand is something that you develop every day. Mm -hmm. And so now that you have a brand that can actually be monetized, potentially yeah. even as early as now, yeah. that you have something you could lose. Because if you go out there and associate that brand in a way that isn't congruent with right. the, uh, you know, who you are, or it looks, you know, like something, you can alienate all of uh, corporate America and cost yourself a lot of money. Yeah. So I think you're motivated. It has the ability to motivate, and that's what I'm hoping will come out of it. Well, I was just thinking, I'm no student of this like you are, but I, the, the first one I can remember who had a real on-purpose brand was Deion Sanders, hmm. where he, he, he knew coming into, into Florida State, that he was going to act a certain way, talk a certain way, and he's still doing it today. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I would not have thought of him, uh, although I do, I, I like Deion Sanders, and I think you got to respect what he's done. Yeah. I mean, when he points to the end zone and takes it back, <laughs> I mean, that's you, called were, it. Were you there for that game? At the Ponderowski, yeah. I don't believe I was actually I was there, there. But I may have been. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to put it out of my mind. I still don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the diagram, but <laughs> unbelievable. It's crazy. But, but uh, yeah, so, but, you know, he's in Colorado now. And, yeah. And, but I didn't know, I didn't see him. I mean, I remember when he came to Atlanta, they were, the radio guy was like, oh, Deion Sanders, I don't know if there's enough mustard in all of Atlanta to cover this hot dog. <laughs> I mean, what did you see him as, what was his brand? 
Well, I mean, Just Neon Dion. Neon Dion, yeah. He was he was styling and profiling. He was a little bit of a almost like a, a Ric Flair, you know, type guy in football. Yeah, you know, he was uh, he was cool and um, lots of rhymes and stuff. But anyway, give a shout out to uh, Rendrick Taylor, who was one of my clients, a big Clemson fullback that uh, is now his strength coach out there in Colorado. Oh, really? So yeah, that's so awesome. We'll, that's awesome. We'll see what he does out there. It wouldn't surprise me if he does real well. Yeah, I hope he does. But he's a heck of a recruiter. You know, hard to say no to that guy. Um, well, how about, um, you know, in terms of selling, one of the things I've already heard that you do is by teaching at that law school, you know, you're creating this large network of future entertainment and sports agent people that you can refer business back and forth to. Is that... Is that part of the plan? Well, I, I don't know that I was smart enough or intuitive enough to know that that would actually happen, but that has happened. Uh, so, yeah, sales. And, and growing up, nobody really told you, at least not me, hey, you know, you're going to, everybody's in sales. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those right. things that I kind of came to the party maybe a little <laughs> late. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I, I would have thought the same thing if I was going to go to law school. I would think I've got to be technically a great lawyer. And I'll be working somewhere, delivering. They bring me the cases, and I process them. And you know, and I think even at a law firm now, if you want to be a partner and make a lot of money, you better be. You better have relationships with some CEOs, big businesses. It's you know, it's like uh, you know what you teach, and you know how can you add value to somebody? How can you add value to the situation to right. where you're solving problems, you yeah. know? <clears throat> You know, I'm in sales. I'm solving legal problems. You guys, mm -hmm. legal problem? Hey, I want to help you solve that problem if I can. If I'm not the right person, that's another thing that I think is, is as you grow, you realize, look, not everybody is right. Yeah. And just because you're not right for that situation, you know, you've, you've, you know, make the best out of it because it may not be today. It might not work out for us. I mean, you know, when I first started trying to sell you it was years ago and you weren't buying anything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was all good, though. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I respect the relationship and, uh, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to be sitting in here talking to you well, now. That's good. That's good. Well, I think that's a good point you just made <clears throat> under, under selling. And this is a basic point, but people miss it all the time. And if a noob misses it and somehow survives as a salesperson, they might continue to do this their whole career. And here it is. That when you start a conversation with a prospective client, very often the salesperson will start talking about themselves. And I did this and I did this and I know George Rogers and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the person's sitting there, they won't say anything. They're just sitting there thinking, I don't want to hear it. You know, I, I, would, I would be very pleased if they would find out what my problem is, because that's what I'm curious about. I'd like someone to listen to me, to get me, right? To really mm -hmm. get what I'm thinking and what my problem is. And if you really get somebody and what their issue is, they very often don't even check what the heck you do, right? They don't even, they just assume you can do it, yep. right? Because you understand them. That's right. So I think you're very good at that. Well. You must work at it. I guess I, I, I have, uh, I've, you know, I, I have the ability to learn. I mean, if, if you're going to be uh, in sales, which we all are, then we need to figure out how are we going to add value to a situation? How yeah. is it that I'm 
and the only way I can do it is to ask. Right. That's good. That's good. So let's let's talk about <clears throat> something that you've added to your 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 work avatar over the last I don't know how many years since you you got involved with or started the Sports Hall of Fame. The, the, the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Uh, when it started, it was ten years ago. Ten years ago. Um, in 2012, we had the first vote, and uh, we had the first class, the, the South Carolina uh, College All-Star Bowl, which did not last. Um, we had the first enshrinement the night before that All-Star Bowl up at North Greenville, mm -hmm. and that was in March of uh, 2013. And Coach Jeffries was in that class. He was actually coaching the, we had the low country versus the upstate. Yeah. And so Danny Ford was the upstate coach. Sam Weich was the commissioner of the game. Wow. And um, Nick Eason was one of the presenters along with Will Merritt. And, and we had Brian Dawkins coaching in that game and uh, Charlie Brown. We had a lot of great football yeah. players. Yeah. And Patrick Sapp had come to me and said, David, a lot of these guys, they want to coach but they don't have the ability to go out here and start at the high school level. And, and so if you start this all-star game, I can get some of these guys in here to coach. And because all the uh, NFL scouts and everybody comes by to see these players, then it could be a good network. Yeah. And that's what we were, we were trying to help the entertainment and sports business in South Carolina. You know, yeah. we had the broadcast crew. Yeah. We had Todd Ellis and Will Merritt on the broadcast crew, yeah. which was incredible. And uh, had a lot of great talent showcased all over that. And we were going to, and we did this at that halftime, we brought out, it was televised regionally, and we brought out the class at halftime and introduced them. But about a week or two before the game, Coach Jeffries um, said, Willie Jeffries, he's like, David, I want a proper ceremony. I need a proper ceremony. And I'm like, well, you deserve that. And Kevin Jones uh, was a friend of mine that was working at, uh, he was selling the real estate right there, uh, right next to it. it used to be the gauntlet. And, uh, and so he helped me connect all of the dots and actually played music in this thing and had his buddy fly in from California who was a former high school coach. And, and, uh, and so we did it standing room only in uh, what used to be the gauntlet. Uh, I'm thinking of the name, but drawing a blank on it. Right next to, to North Greenville Stadium, uh, and uh, it was just classic. Danny Ford was there, George Rogers was there, uh, Banks McFadden's daughter and granddaughter were there, uh, Donnie Shell came in yeah. with his wife. From Pittsburgh. Oh, it was, it was incredible. Uh, Sam White was shining people's shoes. Talk about <laughs> humble. But just an amazing, uh, you know, kickoff for this uh, South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. That class you know, now we're we're about at our tenth class. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's, it's been. It's been and why did you did you start it? I did start. And why it. did you start it? Well, it, when I, I my entertainment sports entertainment company melted down, and uh, and so I was back practicing law and had a lot of the. Uh, you know, it was a problem. Basically, you had the the nonprofit community that was reaching out saying, "Hey, I need a ball. I need people to come and raise money." And then I had these young men that had many of them played the game or played in the entertainment sports world and had just not uh, been prepared for the next level. So yeah. they're coming to me and they've got problems. And I'm like, "All right, well, look, you can't afford to pay my fees, but I want <laughs> you to go play. You know, go go with Deb uh, Osborne and do some bowling. So yeah. let me bowling and raise money. We were raising money for Meals on Wheels. We get people to drive and 
you know, they, they, it, it was just a great way to bring the community together yeah. and uh, celebrate football. Football is a great sport, and it's my favorite sport. And when I was an NFL agent, we had an entertainment company that was – we were athletes love entertainers. Entertainers yeah. love athletes, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so we were thinking, man, what, this is great. And we had bought the old Capricorn recording studio and moved it from downtown Greenville. Had, you know. And so we were selling – some of these football players on the fact that we had, you know, record company and, and the ability to help them with that. And I had a, one of the guys was like, who are you signing with? Well, it's just you and this other guy. Well, who, tell me about the other group. Well, you know, told him about us. What do you like about them? Well, you know, they do entertainment too. He's mm -hmm. like, well, let me ask you this. What are you going to, to, to do? He said, what do you mean? He said, he said, well, are you a musician? He said, no. He said, how are you going to make your money? He said, well, I'm going to play football. He said, well, that's all we do is football. <laughs> <laughs> good line. That's a good line. <laughs> Yeah, so I yeah. said, you know, we need something that's just football, football, South Carolina. When you think about South Carolina, if you're a marketing guy and you're going to be selling yeah. South Carolina, and I say to you, you, can, you can't use the natural resources or just the people, mm -hmm. then, you know, I think you might come up with football. This is something that we do yeah. well. We're great. It has national significance. Yeah. You know, we're the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Great leadership, yeah. and uh, I think we can solve a lot of problems through yeah. football. Yeah, it's, it's serious down here. <laughs> serious. Well, that's cool. And so you've done it for 10 years now, and you've got <clears throat> the next event coming up. It's like in three weeks? It's in three. Well, you know, April the 20th, we have the Bridge Builder Excellence Award, okay. which is like our high school Heisman. Okay. All these are great players. When you see the top 10, we have 84 nominated across the – state and all of those guys are winners i want to make that point because that's what we're doing we're celebrating recognizing and encouraging excellence we're bringing the top 10 to do like a heisman ceremony yeah. up here and that'll be april 20th at zen at zen on on main street april 20th on zen main street right across right. the baseball stadium okay. and then the 21st we'll bring the winner of that event which is bridge builders yeah to the uh hilton on haywood and, uh, and do our 10th uh, enshrinement class, which is, it's, it's going to be on fire this year. So if somebody wanted to come to the South Carolina Hall of Fame on the 20th, the 21st, how would they do it? Go to scfootballhof.org, scfootballhof.org. The Hoff. Yep, just click on that, buy tickets, and if they're not sold out, you're in. All right. I love it. Love to see it. I love it. That's great. Um, well, again, I think you're, uh, you, you have a real good handle on sales. And I wondered, besides the book, of course, did you have any other, um, did you take any other courses or study sales in any other way? I, I've done a, a lot of studying of sales. Okay. Um, there's a book called Sales Dogs. It's a pretty good book out yeah. there. Uh, I think that's a good one. There's a, a, an online academy, Business Made Simple University, okay. Don Miller, and he really talks about using story and inviting people into a story, uh, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, we've used a lot of that uh, to try to create. And, and it's challenging, uh, too, because it's like, what problem are you solving? Yeah, right. And, and let me just say this, too, about the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. You know, uh, 
it wouldn't exist without a lot of people. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks out there that, that uh, I want to thank and can thank and should be thanking. And, uh, you know, Mikey Football is one of those guys. And we have a new executive director this year, Michelle Wolfert, who we're really excited. Yes. And Levon Kirkland. I mean, you know, our friend Levon was the one that really came up with the fact that South Carolina is 43rd in the country in college and career readiness. Hmm. <clears throat> so when you think about that, college and career readiness, you go, hmm, wow, 43rd in the country. And, uh, and so that's where Levon was like, why? I've never been satisfied being 43rd out of 50 in anything. You know? <laughs> and uh, why don't we get this to the top 10 in the country in, in college and career readiness? And, of course, I think you asked me the same thing. I mean, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, sounds like a lofty goal, but how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know what? We're going to educate, encourage, and empower excellence, mm-hmm. you know, in ourselves first and then in others. And, and we went out under that sort of auspice meeting with leaders around the state and, um, and have had great support. And everybody's really coming together behind us now. And, and, uh, and I appreciate you. You challenged me. You said, what was the one thing you got to do? I don't know yeah. if you remember what I told you. Tell me, I forgot. I sent back a one-word response to that email. It was belief. Belief, yeah. Belief. I think people got to believe. Yeah. And so when you're selling, yeah. you know, I think you got to believe in what you're selling. You got to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And you got to believe in whoever you're, you know, going to see. Yeah. Well, that's true. I, I, I would just <clears throat> tack on that what you're doing proactively with this, this South Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, I mean, it is all positive. You know, you're, you're, you're spreading the word to all of these you know, high school students, college people, people who used to play sports, coaches, all of them. Like, this is a positive thing. We're finding the best of the best. We're trying to get people more ready for college and for life. That seems wonderful. Yeah. It's no, wonderful what it's, you're doing. And, you know, nobody solves every problem immediately. It's just like, are you moving in the right direction or, or aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's the Bridge Builder Excellence community. Yeah. I mean, can you get on board with that? I'm on board. I got my tickets. <laughs> I'll be there. Thank um, you. What's the dress code? Uh, it's, you, you, you know, you can wear uh, business casual. A lot of people wear suits, don't they? Some people wear suits. You'll see some women... Uh, you know, dressed up a little nicer. Uh, you'll see some people in there with a, a, a golf shirt and a pair of slacks. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to feel comfortable. It's a okay. great group. There'll be some people in there with suits and ties, though, coats I and know, ties. I know, I know. Well, we've talked about a couple of books. Um, do you have a favorite book? <sighs> favorite book? I mean, other than the good book. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like... Uh, I, I do like some of the classics, uh, like the uh, How to Win Friends and mm. Influence People. I That's mean, a good one. Classic. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then uh, favorite word? I think my favorite word is excellence. Excellence. Yeah, excellence. I love it. I love it. And we've promoted uh, the Hall of Fame event a little bit, but do you want to talk about it a little bit more? Anything else you want to promote? Well, I mean, I would say that if folks are listening and they're interested in getting involved with uh, you know, whether it's the fact that we're helping students or helping the community or you just like the legends of the game. I mean, we are actively recruiting folks to get involved and be part of the Bridge Builder Excellence community. Um, you know, we're working with mentor programs around the state. Yeah. We're working with the new su- superintendent of education, uh, Ellen Weaver, and her chief of staff, Larry Huff, has been a friend and a supporter of ours for a long time, the legislators getting together. We got Dabo and uh, Shane Beamer and Joe Moglia 
and all the football uh, legends coming together and really trying to get the industry and all of the leaders here that care about South Carolina and want to see a great South Carolina community where we're in the top 10 in the country in college and career readiness. Yeah. I mean, think about how awesome South Carolina will be yeah. when we're in that top 10. We should be. And, uh, and so I would just say to your listeners, first of all, thank you. Uh, and, and, and second of all, if you want to get involved, you know, scfootballhof.org. And uh, we'd love to have your support. All right. Well, you got mine, and, and thank you for being here today. We, we all appreciate it. Hey, thank you, John. All right, man. Thanks. Okay. Thank you.